Hello, and welcome to the Murder House Radio Show. I'm your host, X. On this show, we will be covering serial killers, killers, mass shooters, disappearances, true crime, and the most deplorable things and people in history. All that good dark stuff. The Murder House Radio Show will be a radio show slash podcast. I will be uploading videos every Friday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Once you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification and select all to get all notifications if you are viewing on YouTube. And hit follow if you are listening on a podcasting platform. So sit down, get comfortable, grab some coffee or whatever your preferred beverage is. Turn off the lights and enjoy the show. Hola chicos, que esta pasando? <laughs> What's going on guys? I've been uh, teaching myself a little Spanish recently. I'm actually getting uh, pretty good at it on the um, Duolingo app or whatever it's called. I'm not sure what it's called. But uh, yeah, how's it going? I haven't made one of these in a few days in a while. So, uh, yeah, just thought I'd make another one, because I'm not making another video for my other channel today, so I'll make one for this channel. But, uh, yeah, hope you're having a good Friday and a good, um, month so far. If not, I hope this makes it better, and, uh, yeah, all that good stuff. Let me know how it's, uh, going down in the comments. For me, it's going alright. I can't complain. I'm alive. I think I'm a low-key depressed, <laughs> but uh, it is what it is, I'm not sure, I just always think about dying, like not killing myself, fuck all that bullshit, but just uh, dying in general, you know, it'd be like that sometimes, but uh, yeah, your boy will be solid, by the time you hear this, I will be all good and hopefully have a job, because I am recording this on... What day is it? Uh, Tuesday, May 18th, and you'll be hearing this on November the 19th, pretty close to my uh, birthday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you wish to ask for some advice to be covered at the end of the podcast slash broadcast, the podcast email will be in the description, as well as the sources for uh, today's video. So without any uh, further ado, let's get into this episode. Today's episode will be on Luis Alfredo Garavito Cubilos, and he was born on the 25th of January, 1957. Nice. And he was, he was known as La Bista, word, the beast. So um, this is going to be in a Spanish so, uh, maybe I'll have better luck with these pronunciations than, um, the fucking Ukrainian ones I did that one time. <laughs> also, if the audio sounds different, it's because my mic broke, so I'm just recording off my phone without a mic, so, you know, it'd be like that. So, um, this dude, Luis, is a Colombian rapist and serial killer and in 1999, he admitted to the rape, torture, and murder of 138 boys and teenagers. His victims, based on the locations of skeletons, 
listed on maps that Gravito drew while in prison. Um, the number of victims could exceed 300, and Gravito continued to confess to more murders. He has been described by local media as the world's worst serial killer. Um, there's this other dude this reminds me of. Hold on. Pedro Lopez, another Colombian serial killer. But, uh, yes. The Guinness Book of World Records lists another Colombian, Pedro Alonso Lopez. Yes, like I said. Known in Colombia as the Monster of the Andes as the largest scale serial killer of modern times. However, in terms of the number of murder convictions, Harold Shipman tops the list, followed by Gravato, with Lopez in third. So the judicial body rule that all Gravato's sentences total 1,853 years and 9 days in jail slash prison. Well, I mean, at least he's never getting out, but like, damn. Should have been put down, bro. Gotta put that motherfucker down. It'd be like that. If I was to be a killer, it'd be on some Frank Castle shit, bro. Like, for real, for real. There's this one serial killer, or killer, I guess... He has about 70 to 80 bodies, but they're all uh, murderers and rapists. So, uh, yeah, and he got let out of prison, too, I'm pretty sure. But So there's that. There's that. I forget that dude's name, though. Alright, so uh, let's get into his early life. Though uh, Gravato's mother is unknown, it has been speculated from the community of um, Genova, that uh, Gravato's mother had been a long-time prostitute. Oof. During the time of working as a prostitute, Gravato's mother had been brutally abused by Gravato's father. I don't know why I'm saying Gravato is Garavito. <laughs> Sammy the Bull Gravano. Gravato. I don't even fucking know anymore. <laughs> but, um who was a heavy alcoholic and would also abuse Gravato's sibling, Garavito's siblings. There we go. So, uh, yes, that's fucked up. Around this time, Garavito's father would force Garavito to watch his mother conduct in sexual intercourse with her clients, letting his mother's clients sexually abuse and molest Garavito. Under the influence of drugs, Garavito's mother would not do anything due to the abuse and torture of Garavito's alcoholic father. Yo, that's hella fucked up. God damn. So Garavito eventually ran away from home and survived on the Colombian streets at the age of eight. Holy. Garavito was found by a pedophile. The man promised Garavito a hot meal and a place to stay. Reluctantly, Garavito accepted the offer, but instead of the hot meal and a place to sleep, the man led Garavito to an abandoned house where Garavito was sexually assaulted. A few days after, Garavito then joined a rebellious gang for protection. <clears throat> the gang often robbed the Colombian civilians for food, money, and cars, which they exchanged for money at local chop shops. 
Like, god damn, this dude has, like, a hella rough childhood. That's fucking... This is, uh... Fucked up, bro. Foobar. That's one of my things in life, eh? I, uh, always think someone has it worse than me. And someone also has it worse than that person who has it worse than me. So I try to keep my spirits up and shit, no matter how bad things get. Because someone always has it worse. And I could be dead right now. And uh, all this wouldn't be a thing. So, you know, if shit gets rough, just uh, say it is what it is. It could um always be worse. And uh, yeah, it's just the way she goes and keep pushing. Because it'll all get better eventually. Anyways, back to the podcast. Garavito started working as soon as he had enough money to survive on the streets. So he would travel a substantial amount to keep up with the job demands in Colombia. Although he frequently moved, Garavito had a girlfriend named Teresa. His girlfriend had a small child, which she recalled him getting along with very well. We imagine learning your husband killed or your boyfriend killed. Like, almost 150 young boys and teenagers. That's fucked up. And then knowing you have a kid that he was around or whatever. That's fucking wild. But, um, Garavito was known by his friends to be a kind yet easily angered. Interesting. Interesting. So, his victim type and killing patterns, Garavito's victims were uh, clearly identified by their age, sex, and social status. Hmm. Garavito targeted boys between the ages of 6 to 16 who were either homeless, peasants, or orphaned. Uh, he would approach the young boys either on the crowded streets or alone on the countryside and lure them away by bribing them with small gifts such as money, money candy, were odd jobs. Hmm. He offered easy work for money and even disguised himself as different characters who could be seen as legitimately offering work to the boys, such as a priest, a farmer, a homeless man, a street vendor, a drug dealer, an elderly man, and a gambler. Interesting. To prevent suspicions about his activities from developing, Garavito would change his disguise often. Well, I mean, so he's a smart killer, because he got away with it for a while. So, he would gain the trust of the children, and once he had the trust, Garavito would walk the boys until they were tired and vulnerable, which then made them easy to uh, handle and manipulate and stuff. First, their hands were bound... Then Garavito would uh, remove all their clothes and proceed to torture, rape, and sometimes decapitate them. Holy. Usually the boy would endure prolonged rape and torture by having his buttocks stabbed and sharpened objects inserted into his anus. Testicles were often severed and placed into the mouth. The bodies of the children were all found completely naked and all bore bite marks and signs of anal penetration. Bottles of lubricant were found in near the bodies along with empty liquor bottles. Most corpses showed signs of prolonged torture. 
That is fucking fucked up. God damn, son. And 138 young boys met this fate. Like, that's uh, fucked up. That's a fate nobody should uh, meet. Other than pedophiles and rapists. Other than those two, nobody else should meet that type of shit. That's, uh, yeah, fucked up shit. So, beginning in 1992, boys between the ages of 6 through 16 began disappearing rapidly from the streets of Colombia. Due to the decades-long civil war, many children in Colombia were poor, homeless, or orphaned. For years, these murders had gone unnoticed because many of the victims had no police report filed on their uh, disappearance. Clusters of bodies had begun popping up all over Colombia, but the authorities did not take much notice until 1997, when mass graves were uncovered. Holy fuck. So due to the large number of children's disappearances, a widespread investigation was called for, as these killings were not confined to a specific area. In February 1998, outside the town of Genvora, Colombia, the bodies of two naked children were found lying next to each other on a hill. The next day, only meters away, another child's naked body was found. All three bodies had their hands bound and bore signs of sexual abuse. The victims' necks were severely cut, and bruises were on their backs, genitals, legs, and buttocks. The murder weapon was found in the same area as the bodies. A note that had been found at the crime scene had the address written on it, and this led them to Garavito's girlfriend. When the police contacted her, she told them that she hadn't seen Garavito in months. She did, however, give the police a bag that he had left in her possession, which contained a number of Garavito's belongings. These items included pictures of young boys, detailed journals of his murders, tally marks of his victims, and bills. That's some uh, damning evidence. But uh, this new information led them to Garavito's residence, but the property was vacant. Detectives believed that Garavito was either traveling for work or away attempting to find his next victim. He was picked up by the local police just a few days later. This was on an unrelated charge of attempted rape against an adolescent. An homeless man had been close enough to observe the struggle between Garavito and the child and felt it necessary to rescue the child. Good on that homeless man. Garavito was arrested and, unknowns to them, the police had in their custody the man who is the most wanted killer in Colombia. Holy fuck. So it seems that the trial was short and all that stuff because he confessed to everything. But uh, Garavito was arrested on the 22nd of April, 1999, on separate charges of attempted rape. Garavito was questioned about the local killings and his attempted rape charges. Police speculated that Garavito had planned on killing the young boy if the bystander had not intervened. After a short interrogation, detectives suspected Garavito of being La Bestia. Although Garavito had insisted on his innocence, 
So when Garavito confessed to his killings, he did it in great detail, which brought Garavito to tears. Interesting. Maybe it was a ploy, because you just don't murder 138 kids and then cry about it. But uh, for Columbia's Justice Department, his confession was not enough. Huh. Garavito had an eye condition that was rare and only found in men in particular age groups. His glasses were specifically designed for his unique condition. These particular glasses were found at the site of a mass grave. Oof. Garavito also left behind empty liquor bottles, his underwear, and occasionally his shoes. DNA was found on the victims, along with other items left behind. Police scheduled the entire jail where Garavito was being detained to get eye exams. The outcome of his eye exam would help police pair the glasses to Garavito. Interesting. By making it mandatory for all prisoners, it reduced Garavito's suspicion and kept him from lying about his eyesight. It's interesting how the... Yeah... All this stuff is interesting. Some wild shit. It's also wild how uh, they get caught. Every killer fucks up somehow. Somehow. Except the Zodiac. <laughs> and Jack the Ripper. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Every killer for the most part fucks up. But nowadays it's pretty much impossible to uh, get away with this type of shit. You will get caught eventually. So, while Garavito was out of his cell one day, detectives took DNA samples from his pillow and living area. The DNA found on the victims was a match to the DNA found in Garavito's cell. Garavito confessed to murdering 140 children and was charged with the killings of 172 altogether throughout Colombia. Holy fuck. So, he was found guilty on 138 of the 172 counts. The others are ongoing. Garavito was sentenced to 1,853 years and 9 days in prison, the lengthiest sentence in Colombian history. However, Colombian law limits imprisonment to 40 years, and because Garavito helped police find the victims' bodies, his sentence was further reduced to 22 years. What in the haberdasheries and hemoglobins is this bullshit? How the fuck? Yerevito is currently serving his sentence in a maximum security prison in Vadalupar. Uh, in the department of El Casar. Huh, in Colombia. Interesting. He is held separately from all other prisoners because it is feared that he would be killed immediately. Fucking good, and he would be. Fuck. He is scheduled to become eligible for parole in 2023. Two years away! But it says in Colombian law, however, that um those who have committed crimes against children are not el eligible to receive any benefits with justice hmm. and are required to spend at least 60 years of their sentence in prison okay in Garavito's case this would mean that the national maximum of 40 years imprisonment limit and especially the reduced the reduction of 22 years for helping the police 
find the victim's body, both considered justice benefits would not be applicable. So he has to serve 60 years in prison. And uh, how old is he? So he's probably gonna die in prison, most likely, fucking hopefully, in solitary confinement where he belongs! Put him in a cellmate who likes boys. Fucking, but for, for those of you who don't know, that means, um, uh, some prisoners like to fuck other prisoners, so that's who you gotta put in Garavito's cell. Fuck. It says here that many citizens criticized the possibility of Garavito's early release, as they should. In recent years, Colombians have increasingly felt that Garavito's sentence was not sufficient punishment for his crimes. He should have been put down. Some have argued uh, some have argued he had deserved either life imprisonment or the death penalty, obviously, neither of which exist in Colombia. Colombian law had no provisions or method to impose a sentence longer than what Garavito received, which was seen as a deficiency in the law caused by the failure to address the possibility of a serial killer in Colombian society. The law has since increased the maximum penalty for such crimes to 60 years in prison. Huh. Yes, this dude has the same, like, has a lot of similarities to uh, Pedro Lopez, I believe. That's his name. That's how you say it. The TV host and journalist, Guillermo uh, Petiro La Rota, Properly known as Piri, interviewed Gravato, uh, Garavito for a show which aired on the 11th of June 2006. Piri mentioned that during the interview, Garavito tried to minimize his actions and expressed intent to start a political career in order to help abused children. That's ironic. I guess. I, I think that's how you use that word properly. <laughs> Piri also described Garavito's uh, conditions in prison and com commented that due to good behavior, he could probably apply for early release within three years. Keep that cocksucker in jail! Yes, I hate cases that involve people under age. It's fucked up. Like, all these cases are fucked up, but, like, something involving children, extra fucked up. But, uh, let me know your thoughts on this, uh, case. What do you guys think? What did I leave out? Do you know something I don't, huh? But, uh, if you do, leave it in the comments. I'd like to know your thoughts and if I left something out. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's also, uh, crazy how much different other countries, uh, run their justice system, and, uh, all that stuff, because I do always compare it to America, but, you know, because I just watch a lot of prison stuff from America or whatnot, so, yeah, there is all that, so, there are no emails for this episode, but, uh, yeah, so that is Luis Garavito, thank you for listening to this episode of the Murder House Radio Show. I hope you have a good rest of your Friday or whenever you are listening to this. Check out the social medias and the sources in the description below.
make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Once you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification and select all to get all notifications if you are listening on YouTube. If you are listening on a podcasting platform, hit follow. Leave your suggestions for future episodes in the comments. See you next episode. This is your host X, signing off.